Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. This week, the South Africans were in town. Benetton come out victorious after another tense game at a packed-out Monigo. Zebre get another four-try bonus point, but still no win. And Italy's under-18s beat Ireland. Welcome back, everybody. Ciao. That was a good game. What we're doing, we're trying something new, and actually it's something we should have done six months ago when we first started this podcast, which is recording straight after watching the game. I think that's probably something we should have done from the off, guys. I'm not sure it's a good idea, because actually I've only watched it once and I don't really know what happened. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I feel like this is probably a more positive way of doing this than waiting three days and forgetting what the hell happened. So let's see what happens. We've just watched the game. We're here. It's Sunday afternoon. For anyone that hasn't watched it. Spoilers ahead. 80 minuti in due minuti. And we're off. And I can take my time with this one as it's a relatively low scoring game, but packed with drama. Benetton versus the Lions at a sold-out Stadio Minigo for a second week running. And it didn't take Benetton long to get going. About five minutes in, they have a line-out on the right wing. They spread it all the way to the left wing and then back. A beautiful out-the-back pass to new man, Fekatoa. He darts through a gap and he finds Lorenzo Canone on his right shoulder. Canone continues to run and then pops it back to Fekatoa, who has men outside him, but he doesn't need it. And he's over for the first score. Tomas Albanoz makes no mistake in the conversion. That's it for Benetton scoring in the first half. Later on, towards the half-time, they do give away a penalty for not rolling away at a breakdown on their own 22, which is neatly converted by the Lions. They go in at half-time, seven points to three. And the second half starts on this beautiful day in Treviso. And we have to wait 15 minutes for the first points on the board, which come from a penalty. Jacob Umanga slotting the points just inside the 22. But then seven minutes later, we find ourselves on Benetton's try line. Some heroic defence, a running theme for them this season. They are camped on their own try line, defending phase after phase after phase. It's going to take something special from the Lions to break this, but they've got it. The 158 kilo prop, Glaber Kanye, goes over from a metre out, unstoppable, and the try is converted. Even Stevens, 10 all at Stadio Minigo. And now, 70 minutes in, Benetton on the attack. After phase after phase, Jacob Umango does an end-over-end pass which finds Mendy on the wing. He steps one, he steps two, and he's over for the try. Good kick from Jacob Umango for the conversion, but just slips wide. The score, 15-10. Benetton need to hold on and see the game out, but nothing is ever that simple. The Lions get possession at about 78 minutes in, and they start the attack. A whopping 33 phases of attack, leading them up the pitch until the Italian captain, Fantastic Lamaro, dislodges the ball. It's kicked into touch, and that is that. Benetton win 15 10. That was very good. Well done. <laughs> he's, he's getting very good at this, isn't he? He is getting better. It's our USP. <laughs> yes. So yes, that's a roundup of what happened. Um, how are we feeling? Glad they held on. At the end, it looked like they had it in the bag. 
And then the Lions attack gradually made me more and more nervous. Yeah. But Benetton's got the best defense in the league. Yes. Those are some really interesting stats that Eddie forwarded on to us yesterday. Benetton has got the best defense in the league. It's also got the worst attack in the league, though. Well, not quite. They haven't updated it for this week, but from last week, they had 91% tackle success rate, which was the highest in the league. Yeah, and they had to put in a massive defensive shift in this game as well. Massive. Not just in those final three minutes, four minutes of overtime at the end, but also towards the end of the first half, they put in a huge defensive shift to make sure that the Lions came away with with no points. So um, I reckon they'll still be up there. And not only does Benetton have the best defence in the league, they also had the lowest possession of any team in the BKT URC so far this season. The lowest share of possession. And I don't think this week will have upped much on that because, again, they spent a lot of time defending and a load of time with ball in hand. This game, their possession was 44%. So higher than last week. Okay. So that they don't need the ball much to win. <laughs> yeah, but can we, I mean, we'll talk about the game from the beginning, but at the end of that game, there were bodies on the ground. Like They were dead from the amount of tackling they had to do. Isakor was dead. Yeah. They make it hard for themselves. Well, they do, but not with their tackling. Their tackling is sensational. Their defence is very, very good. And... The only try that the Emirates Lions scored was that 158 kilogram, or repeat that, (laughs) 158 kilogram prop coming on and diving over the line for about a metre out. I don't know how you stop 158 kilograms. Well, as the commentator said, you can't. You can't stop 158 kilometres one metre out from your try line. It's just impossible. Wasn't all he did, though. He also stepped someone, 158 kilos, stepped someone. Great offload. Yep. And the first thing he did, his first touch of the ball was a beautiful pass out the back. So pretty bloody impressive. He's not a one trick pony. No. But I would love to watch a little vlog of um, what I eat in a day, because I really would love to know how much that man has to eat in a day. Yeah, because obviously fit as a butcher's dog as well. Yeah. An elite athlete, but massive. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you should take some inspiration from him, coach. If you want to look more I should. Like if you want to lean more into the prop looking physique, obviously do that. Follow his his dietary regime. But if you want to go back into looking like a lean wing, you'd have to look for advice elsewhere. Well, like we said in the last pod, I'm trying to get away from my prop physique <laughs> into a more, <laughs> a more crossfit-y. Oh. Uh, no, don't do CrossFit. You're better no, than I'm that. not going to do CrossFit. Have some self-respect. <laughs> None of this is actually ever going to happen. But... Wait, so, so you're not actually going to try to lean away from the prop? No, I'm, CrossFit, Eddie's correct there. That's too that's too extreme and culty. Okay. I just don't want to look like a prop. The only thing that shows you have less self-respect than not taking care of yourself is by taking care of yourself by doing CrossFit. <laughs> These are outrageous. We're going to have, I reckon there's a lot of listeners who enjoy CrossFit. Well, a lot of our that team we played with in Benetton are all CrossFitters, aren't they? Well, they and they, they were fit. They get a six-pack like that. Yeah. They were fit. They were fit. So say what you want about CrossFit. I'm not saying it doesn't make you fit. I'm saying it makes you a loser. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. I'd like to apologise on behalf of Spritz and Scrums for anybody here who listens to us and does CrossFit. Please don't unfollow or unlisten to us. 
Um, Eddie does nothing for context. And as I've said, that's better. <laughs> anyway, what we should do is um, alongside what made Coach mad, maybe we should implement a what did Coach do this week in terms of his fitness to get him away from, from propping. Or we could talk about the rugby. <sighs> right, let's crack on. Beautiful sunny day. We don't know if it was a sold out stadium, but it looked packed. Beautiful. So packed that people were all around the pitch standing watching that. And it still looked packed in the in the stands. We really need to build that stand, coach. We do. If they're going to keep selling tickets at that scale. Well, no, it, it, I mean, we joke about it, um, but it is a, a really needed thing now because they're, they're going to be losing money. If they're selling out week in, week out, and people can't come watch the game because it's sold out, build that stand. Build that stand. <laughs> I think they will. Let's just talk about the first half because I felt that they left a lot of points out there in the first half, and that's what caused the headache in the last yeah. couple of minutes there. And Yeah, I would say first and beginning of the second half, actually. It was just, I feel like some Benetton at the minute haven't found their groove yet in this season. They're still giving away. They are their own worst enemy. They are giving away so many fantastic opportunities. They get a penalty. They have the opportunity to kick to touch and they miss touch or they mess up the line out or uh, they mess up the restart. They just, it's just so many opportunities that are given away in parts of the pitch where they should be playing. Yes. Yeah. They're being saved by a really great defense mm -hmm. when they have the opportunity to get into the opposing third where they can start to throw the ball around, they cock it up. Yeah. As soon as that clicks though, they'll be all over it. I said like they, they won this game. They had less possession. They had less territory and they still won. Mm -hmm. Last week they had one third of the possession, one third of the territory and they drew. So it feels like they haven't clicked properly yet this season in attack. Yeah. Also a lot of penalties in the first half. And that annoyed me as well. Yeah. What were they for? It was mainly the forwards. Most of them were at the breakdown. There was a lot of penalties uh, and the forwards probably a tad guilty of all of them. Like Eddie said, a lot at the breakdown and it cost us. We, we couldn't gain any momentum in that first half and not really much in the second. Yeah, it was very stop-starty and the ref didn't, I mean, not, you know, I thought for the most part he was all right, but he didn't really let the game slide either he didn't give it much momentum like things that he could have just let go for example a line out that was fine that he decided wasn't straight but who cares because the lions didn't even compete for it so why bother stopping the game he felt like stopping it so the whole of that first half got very stop starty it did it did and you know benetton could have scored more tries but there was a sort of double movement when they're on the try line which was called back rightly so yeah, and as I said, there was just silly mistakes that just meant they couldn't string together enough phases in the areas where they need to string them together because, you know, it's in the opposition third. That's where you can win a penalty for points or you can win a penalty, put it into the corner. And they were sort of robbing themselves of those situations. So they were their own worst enemy for lots yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did score a try early on. And that's, I agree with you, coach. At that point, I mean, it was early on, but I sort of felt like, okay, if we stick with this energy and the Lions, I felt confident we could beat the Lions. If we stick with this, this could turn into a relatively high scoring game. And what Benetton, I said to Eddie, have to do and have to learn to do is get away when they know that they can, when the energy and when the flow of the game is in their favor. Because if they stick at 7-0, 
going into half time well the game is still very much on and then this becomes another kind of crunch time nail biter in the end which is pretty much what happened they scored that try Fakatoa's first try for Benetton everybody it was a lovely try it was was and he kind of started it and finished it yeah with a bit of help from standout star of the show today baby got baby canone Fakatoa made a wonderful break passed it and then it was like sevens he passed it stopped back received the ball back kept going was always looking to pass yeah. Um, and then went over the line himself. Beautiful. It almost looked like he didn't want to score it himself. Like he was looking for the offload and then was and then realised like, oh, no, hang on. I could just score this myself. Well, the best players do that. They're always looking for the pass. Yeah. But he finished it. I don't know if I said this last week. I don't know that I did. But I was a little bit sceptical about Fekatoa joining Benetton. Everyone was so gassed about it. So excited. And I was a bit like, mm, but do we need him? We've like our centres. But I have to say, I take that back entirely because... He is bringing me so much joy, not just from how he's played in the last two games, but from how happy he seems and how settled he seems at Benetton. He does seem to be very happy. When Benetton scored their second try, he was there like gesturing to the fans, yeah. you know, pumping them up, smile ear to ear. He looks he's, so he's happy. He's just fit right in. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope that that is the case because that's the way it reads and it's, bringing me a lot of joy to watch actually he's he's just really feels a part of that team and it's just fun to see so well done him on his first Benetton try hopefully the first of many to come hopefully the first of many to come Benetton this season there are only three sides in the URC that haven't lost a game yet they're one of them only them Munster and Connacht are undefeated However, they are currently, because it's so tight, ninth in the league. No way. I say ninth, or I could say joint fourth, because everyone from fourth to ninth is on 10 points. Wow. That is good. Wow. And one thing I forgot to mention in the Monster recap was even though, okay, we didn't win, but I think that draw is going to matter further down the road. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way, I think. Oh. Monster would be hard to beat. Well, see, I'm a bit... Now I hear these stats that Benetton are ninth, but also could be fourth. I'm annoyed at last week. I'm like, damn it. You were moments away from having an extra two points. Yeah, but if you're going to let a game go at the end and you still leave with two points, that's pretty good. And, and if Munster you're coming it, to town, yeah. that's not an easy game. So against Munster. Yeah, agreed. Fine, 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 fine. But yes, that does that is quite scary how close it is at the top of top half of the league. So next week when we're there, we will be seeing Benetton in ninth place play the Stormers in fourth place, but they're on the same number of points. So it's points difference that separates us. Looks like it is points difference, yeah. I mean, so far Benetton's games have been low scoring games. They have they haven't looked like getting a, a four try bonus point. Unlike Zebra. And it'll be hard to do that, really, realistically, um, next week against the Stormers. Yeah. But I feel like Benetton can click at any minute. It does feel that way. It feels like they're just... That second try, right, two tries in this game for Benetton. One in the first half, one at the end of the second half. Um, that second one is how I think we all feel Benetton can and should be playing. But it just took, what, 70 minutes into the game for that to show up. Um, and finally, an opportunity that wasn't wasted. But it was a great try. That second try, the um, Mendy try. 
I think that came from a lot of the replacements, which caused a lot of moving positions. So among us, 15, then he moved to 10. You could just tell he wanted he wanted to make a dent and he could find a way to do it. And that trade didn't come shortly after he, he moved to 10. So well done. Yeah. I think the competition for places means that the bench really come on with a bang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lamaro as well, he settled the forwards a lot coming in. He got a massive turnover later massive. on in the game. So important that. He got a great turnover, and I think he settled the forwards really nicely. And the scrum was a little bit shaky, especially in the first half. Well, yeah, because they haven't given Gajo a day off. <laughs> Played all the way through the World Cup, just did the third and fourth playoff, and then he's straight back, straight back scrummaging in the BKTURC. Well, he should be great then. He's got all this experience. Yeah, but imagine how tired you are after leg day or after doing a CrossFit. <laughs> You think Gajo does CrossFit? No. Far <laughs> too cool for that. Well done. They didn't lose. <laughs> well done. They didn't lose. My um, player of the match by a long shot was Baby Canone, who ended up getting player of the match by, I called it before they, they announced it. However, also, I think Isacor is finding himself really comfortably in that back row at Benetton now. So well yeah, done. He's him. looking good. He's looking, looking good. very good, um, very hungry, very determined. Almost too hungry, I would feel. Too hungry. He didn't give that offload in the first half. Eddie and I oh. argued about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ellie wanted him to give the pass. Maybe the pass would have been a better option, but he didn't do anything stupid. You could see he made no. his mind up. He's like, I'm driving this as hard to that line as I can, and that's what I'm going to do. And he did it. And he's not. it's not like he did something stupid and then lost the ball or... You know, Benetton still should have scored from that. He made a split-second decision. Do I give the pass? No, I'm a number six. This is what I do. Yeah. I'm charging. Yeah, I'm taking three people with me, and I'm going that way. It wasn't his fault that then whoever it was, second row, came in at the side, um, and so we got the penalty against us. That's not sort of his fault, I suppose. But Yeah, I mean, it, it, they'll look at that, and maybe it wasn't the right decision, but it also wasn't a terrible decision. It wasn't a stupid thing to do. Yeah, and it did feel like he could take it over. Like, Fakatoa was behind him and you saw him celebrating. So, I mean, it was just, I guess, also really credit to Lions for defending that well because it did feel like that was his for the taking. So I kind of, at the time, was like, great, he can carry this over the line himself. But then he didn't. But overall, I would say he's finding himself very, very comfortably there. Generally, I'd say there's a lot of the players who we haven't seen a lot of or who are young players who in this period where the Italy team have been away folding shirts, having the World Cup that they have had. People will be so confused with, we keep saying they're folding shirts because <laughs> Benetton sent a bunch of Italian players over to Paris to the United Colours of Benetton shop for a PR thing. And they just had pictures of them all folding and hanging up shirts. And practising lineouts. Did you see how they were, they were lifting each other to put the clothes on the top shelf? So they're still, they're combining rugby and clothes wear. So yes, they were they were still practicing their, their rugby skills while folding and putting away shirts and, sh and shorts, et cetera. That's what we're talking about when we talk about folding shirts. But what I, what my point was that they, the, the, the younger players or the players who aren't playing internationally um, during this period, I think have really had a chance to find themselves and get comfortable playing at Benetton. Yeah. Benetton still undefeated. Yeah. They're joint fourth 
slash ninth <laughs> in the league. And they haven't played their best rugby yet, not by a long shot. Yeah, they haven't. That's Yeah, I think that's generally the feeling that we've all had after these first three games. Unfortunately, they've got a tricky one next week. It's not an easy game. But again, they've just got to keep defending and keeping that place a fortress. So they need to find their groove. A lot of the players, I would say, still haven't found their groove. Some of the players that we think of as more experienced, for example, Rhino, I think still hasn't quite found his groove this season. Not yet. He does keep getting taken out, though, every time he kicks a ball. Yeah. Every time he tries a chip, someone comes over to try to kill him. Yeah. And it's always ignored. Always ignored. But yes, I think it's just early days of the season. They've got to find their groove. And it's funny that we're talking in this way. It almost sounds a little bit defeatist. It sounds a bit negative. It sounds like they've lost today, but they didn't. They won. No, they won. Yeah. Yeah. We need to remember that. And they could have lost. At the end, that was a huge defensive effort. Yeah. And, you know, the game ended at, I think, 84 minutes. Yeah. So it was a long period of time with yeah. the Lions attacking. And fair play to them. They didn't knock it on or do anything stupid. And they no. were moving up the pitch. But also, Benetton, no one gave away a penalty in that time. Yes. Yes, yes. It was just solid, solid defence. Yes, we're going backwards, but we're going backwards slowly. Yeah. And no one's doing anything stupid. And they can't attack like this forever. And also they're not punching through. Yeah, it's funny. I felt, I don't know about you guys, but even though my heart was a little bit in my mouth for those last four minutes, just because, I, you know, we're Benetton fans and we're used to sadly letting the game slip away from us um, in seasons gone by. I didn't actually feel this time, maybe because their attack started all the way back on their own 22. So really, uh, you know, they had a lot of work to put in, even though we were getting pushed back didn't feel like Lions were going to get away with it. To me, it felt like, okay, we've just got to wait for them to mess something up or knock the ball on. That's how it felt. Yeah. I mean, I think I was a bit more nervous than that towards the end because they were making ground. But again, no penalties conceded. No one thought, I'm going to go in and turn over this ball or risk yeah. it. They were really mature, really responsible. And that was that, that's, that's how you grind out a win. That's how you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. And maybe in seasons past, they would have been a bit immature and tried something silly and given away a penalty. Who knows? Um, so maybe that is growth. They just need to, in my opinion, get more comfortable, gel a little bit more and just take the opportunities. That's the thing for me that is starting to worry. Just take those, op stop giving away opportunities. Stop When you've got a penalty advantage, don't miss touch. When you've got a penalty advantage, don't drop the ball, don't mess it up, don't throw a crooked line out. Come on. Yeah, kick to the corner, kick well, and make your line out count. Yeah. Which they did towards the end of the game. Yeah. So a win. Well done. So well, well done, Benetton. Done. Well, well done, done, Benetton. Well done, well done. So yes, well done, Benetton. And we'll be seeing them next week when they play the Stormers at home. And I uh, don't know about you guys, but I'm very excited about the brand new Benetton hospitality that the mayor unveiled last week. Are we going to that? We're very important people. Of course, we're going to the hospitality. Yeah, that's what I was just... <laughs> I thought... So it's open to the public then? <laughs> well, and... Yeah, well, you can either buy it. You can buy, you can, you can buy tickets to the hospitality yeah. for like 45 euros each. They used to be much less than that, but... I think they've got to pay for the stand. They've got to pay for the stand. And for anyone that hasn't ever done it, it's well, well worth doing because it represents great value. You get pre-game drinks, 
you get drinks at half time, you get drinks after the game. If you're lucky, Sebastian Negri turns up and gives you his drink tokens. And you, and get you double up food. all your drinks. Okay, but drinks, yes. And you get delicious food. Term you get a warm yeah. room to hang out in at half time. Yeah. Tiramisu. They had the Tiramisu World Cup winner this weekend, coach. I don't know if they'll have him next weekend. Well, oh well. Don't oh well me. Tiramisu's your fave. It is great. <laughs> it is great, but it's all right. We'll just we'll go drink. It's fine. So yeah, we'll be there next week for them to play the DHL Stormers. And say what you want about the DHL Stormers. I'm not sure they can deliver. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. Um, alongside seeing Benetton next week, who else are we seeing next week, guys? Zebra. Palmer. Palmer. Zebra. Well, we're going to see Palmer Zebra, and this will be a first for me. Have you been to Palmer before? Why are you calling it Palmer Zebra? I don't know. He's confused. He is confused. Eddie confused me. I think he was. I thought he was correcting me. Oh, it's called Palmer Zebra. <laughs> Better call it Palmer Zebra. <laughs> Zebra Palmer. Zebra Palmer. Zebra Palmer. It's like how they say Bannerton. Zebra Palmer. No, it is. It is. Okay. It's like how olden in the olden days they used to say Bannerton Treviso, but now they just say Bannerton. I see. Yeah. I see. But I think Zebra have asked for it to be Zebra Palmer so that people know that they are from Palmer. Yeah, gotcha. they're trying but, to integrate the club more with the city. And but, last year, Benetton had a sponsor. The last couple of years, they had Cipriani Foods, which I mm. thought was a really classy sponsor. And I thought Prosecco, that's obviously a really classy sponsor. But I think Zebra Palmer have outdone everyone in the BKTURC with the classy sponsorship. I agree. They are sponsored by an opera house. It's very classy. An actual opera house. The opera house in Parma sponsors the rugby club. No, I think it's actually the Regione di Parma that have given them the money and they've chosen off the bat of that to advertise the opera or the theatre. Um, but it's just, it's so smart. It's just lovely. It's such a cool thing to have on your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously, we're obviously thespians, so we like it, but I think it is just classy. You know, you go to Parma, you eat great food, you watch some rugby and you go see a show, an opera, whatever it may be. Tell me, give me a better weekend. Well, our weekend, next weekend, we go and see Zebra Parma win for the first time in ages. Against the Sharks? Against the pointless Hollywood Sharks. <laughs> Hollywood bet Sharks. You don't mean pointless as in... They haven't scored any points in the yes. season so far. They are, they, are, they are rock bottom in the BKTURC. They have... Nil point. Granted, they've got loads of players to come back to them, but they have. But they won't point. come back this weekend because they're already off. They're already away from home. They are. They've got a point difference of minus forty-eight, and they've got no points of any kind from any of their three games. So even though the name, the Sharks, is a big, scary South African club that everyone's known and they've been around forever, mm -hmm. and they've got great history, this Ka season it's Khaleesi's old club. Yeah. This season, that is definitely, so far, a target. And Zebra Palmer should look at it as such. That is a target. And we'll be there to cheer them on. Guys, if Zebra win when we're there... We'll go nuts. Well, I actually think every... Like, it, yeah. 
it would be one of the best nights Palmer's ever seen. Eddie will buy all the stash. I have heard the fans in... Oh, I'm planning that, don't worry. Also, it's my <laughs> father, who's a Zebra Palmer fan. Of course, he is a big fan. So <laughs> must get him a shirt. I will get him something. But I have heard, for the first time maybe ever recently, the Zebra Palmer fans chanting. It's true. It's coming. And and that they're, they're feeling it. They're feeling it. People can feel it. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming, but it has to fucking come. Like, it, 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 it's coming, but we can't keep saying it's coming. They need to win. They just need to win. They need to break this losing streak. We can't keep banging on about how it's coming and it never comes. It needs to come. And I think, let's see if it's the Sharks. Can you imagine if it's the Sharks? Well, it'd be huge. They've got two opportunities coming up to take this win. They've got the Sharks, who at the minute are rock bottom of the BKTURC at home. And then after that, they have Cardiff at home, who have got six points in the BKTURC. The only team they've beaten are the Scarlets, who are not doing very well. So they've got two opportunities there, but they need to... Let's take them both. Why don't they beat them both? Because after that, then they're on the road to South Africa. And I don't think they're going to win probably in South Africa. No, no, I agree. Let's take them both. This is it. This to di- this weekend was their last losing game of this horrible losing game streak. They played the Bulls. They played very well for a very long period. They were in it up until what? 65 minutes. It was close. They were within basically a try of, of coming level again. The final score doesn't quite read that way. The final score is 29-54 which is a bit tough, but I think unrepresentative of the overall feeling of that game. They've come away with another losing try bonus point. Do you know what? To score four tries against the Bulls is no mean feat. And they did it relatively comfortably. It was very back and forth. One thing I will say is that I think that Zebra and Benetton should swap coaching staff for a couple of weeks. Zebra should get Benetton's defense coach because they hemorrhage tries like anything. Lorenzo Pani, a superb player, but somebody needs to teach him how to tackle because he's a total liability on that wing if whenever the opposition make a break. He just needs to learn how to tackle. Get Benetton's defensive coach is obviously doing wonders at the minute. Get him over to Palmer. Equally, get Zebre's attacking coach over to Benetton to like teach them how to not throw away opportunities. And I think match made in heaven they should both be sorted. That's my uh, my consulting for the weekend done. Great. I've got a thought about Lorenzo Pani. Go on. Because he's excellent mm. at so many things. Mm. Kicks the ball a country mile. Mm. He runs well. He passes well. He does all sorts. But he's defensively not that great as a 15. I think, really, he's a footballer who snuck in to Zebre Palmer. <laughs> He should be playing in Syria. A. He looks like... like a footballer. He's got the build of a footballer. You know, he's tall, quite slight. He's rapid. Yeah. Kicks well. This man should be playing for Juventus. I mean, Juventus, maybe Serie C. Like, let's not get at it. No, 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 no. Big time. Okay. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Let's let's be real here. Italy probably aren't even qualifying for the Euros. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to... Four World Cups, two Euros. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right, sorry, back to Lorenzo Pani being a footballer. Maybe, yes. But um, that is... Zebra just need to sort out their defence because they make great breaks. They're now, as we've said, operating across the board. They're forwards, they're backs, they're coming together and they're producing great attack from all angles. But every time they score a try, they then leak a try. Yeah, they did do some great defence. And the issue they had against the Bulls was the Bulls' scrum was so dominant... It was like last season. Every time there was a scrum, Bulls would win a penalty. They'd kick to the corner. That would put Zebra Palmer under huge amounts of pressure. That's something that not every team can do. And Zebra Palmer had a dominant scrum in the first two games. The Bulls scrum was monstrous. Yeah. Absolutely monstrous. And Fischetti yeah. at Loosehead, an international prop. Yeah. Everyone loves him. He was really struggling with it. It was really difficult. So... I think Zebra still are a really good, well-rounded side. And the amount of tries they conceded were a result of every scrum leading to a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that for the most part. And as you said, it, that could be something to worry about. But I think it was just, you can't train, as you said, to have a great scrum. Like, well, you can, it, but you, you can. can't. You can't. It's not a tactic you can do on the week. You can't be like, right, this week on Saturday, yeah. guys... Our thing is we're going to out-scrummage them. You've yeah. either already got that or you haven't got yeah. that. And the Bulls had it, but then in the previous two games, Zebra had it. So they were just, yeah. it was just a bigger scrum than the Bulls. But had. they're conceding too many tries. They absolutely are. They conceded eight tries against the Bulls. Yeah. I think lots of them also came at the end when Zebra realised they had let the losing bonus point slip up. Mm. They weren't going to win the game and they kind of almost defensively gave up because they'd taken everything they knew they were going to take from the game, which was a four-try bonus point. Yeah. I think that's not a great mentality necessarily, but I understand it. But also, I feel like I'm defending them a bit like a child. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm the father of a of a crappy kid yeah. and I'm trying to like defend his I don't think it was that blatant. Yeah, no, I don't think it was that blatant. I don't think they were just like, right, we're giving up now. I think... They no, not just... giving up, but it's 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 a there's a fine line between putting 100% in and putting 95% yeah. in, and I think that's where they ended up. However, they still took a losing bonus point. They've got five points from the first three games. What did we say at the beginning of this season? What Zebra need to do is win a game, which they still haven't done, and not come bottom of the table. Not finish bottom. They're and not at the, minute... at the bottom of the table. No. And so that's got... one half done. Sharks are underneath them, the Dragons are underneath them, the Emirates Lions are underneath them, and they're equal with points to the Scarlets. And the Scarlets are only ahead of them because they've won a game, but the points difference, Zebra are on minus 32, the Scarlets are on minus 81. Yeah. They're one point behind Cardiff, yeah. and they're three points behind Edinburgh. No, they've, they've, they've racked up those points. They've really worked some great, great tries. They've just hemorrhaged quite a few as well well they scored 15 tries in three games yeah it's a lot more than a Benetton. huge amount yes yes it is so yes fingers crossed next weekend they break that dreaded long running losing streak and we'll be there to party with them yes we will we'll try their hospitality i'm looking forward to it i think it's a tent at the side of the pitch <laughs> i think it is i'm not joking I, i'm pretty sure it is okay but i will be in there yeah. Drinking. It's going to be a very heavy weekend. We should pace ourselves. 
One more thing, uh, this weekend, alongside obviously Bennett and Zebray, the under-18s had a game against Ireland, and they won. It's not becoming uncommon. It's not. 31-27 was the final score, so tight, tight, tight. Just before anyone jumps in, this is similar to what happened before, this was the Ireland club's under-18. So my understanding is they have the Ireland under-18 schools and the Ireland under-18 clubs. The under-18 schools is all the public schools that basically feed into Leinster. And, well, I think that's basically what they are. And then everyone that doesn't go to those schools can play for the Ireland under-18s clubs. And then when it comes to Six Nations, they mix the two together. I'm just saying that so people know we're being accurate with our yes. reporting. But it still counts. They still call it Ireland under 18. Great. Well, still a cracker. Well done, the Italian babies. It doesn't matter. Ireland still sent their under 18s over and yeah. Italy beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not becoming uncommon. You're quite right. I'm excited for the um, upcoming under 18s, under 20s tournaments. It should be great. I'm excited for all of it. So much rugby. So much rugby. What a time to be alive. What made Coach mad this week? I don't think via plays half-time and full-time analysis is very good because it's non-existent. And I think that's not very good. <laughs> I think that... Yeah, it's fair and valid. Yeah. Like, why go to... Okay, they obviously have the rights to the, the footage, but someone... There's cameramen. Everyone's gone out there to, to, to film this game. And no one can be asked to spend 15 minutes just talking about it. I agree. So if someone's watching it, someone's recording it. And I, I think we should put our hat in the ring. I agree. I think we should just put our hat in the ring and just be like, guys, do you want someone to just interview a player at the end? Because like, it does drive me mad that there's no post-match interviews. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, we'll try and do that yeah. next week then. We'll try and contact some yeah. people and see if we can chat to someone at halftime. Yeah. We won't because we'll be getting drinks. Yeah, that's the problem with you two. Is like, we we're do all... both. Well, if we're doing that, we'll, do, we'll talk to fans. Yeah. But the point is that they should be doing it. I think it's valid. I think it's right. No, it is um, valid. It does annoy me that there's nothing. I mean, And fine. sometimes at halftime, they even go to, if it's an Italian club, they'll go to like Ireland or Wales yeah. and they'll start talking about another game that's yeah. happening that day at halftime, mm. as opposed to talking about the game that's, it. that's currently they going ruin, on. They ruin it by showing you highlights of either previous games or games that are going on right now. So That's something I hate and they do that quite a lot they have no respect for people who are trying to avoid scores because people were busy you know you can't see all the games on a weekend so quite often you want to see them late at night or whatever and you're watching one game and then they'll drop in the result of the game that happened before everyone does that though bbc do that like they do that with everything six nations is the worst they'll tell you everything that's happened but i think they shouldn't i hate it 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 yeah it also doesn't help that you know that they then remove the game 72 hours or 48 hours after it's happened because like what i'm supposed to cram in like if i'm working that weekend or if i'm away that weekend i want to watch the games like in my own time over the next week bioplay don't let you do that yeah makes no sense it's on a server just leave it there Yeah. yeah you can watch it whenever you want However, I will say that I did like Premier Sports. Um, 
Fire Play, it's nice. It's got the app, so I can watch it on the TV. As in, you know, I've got the app on the TV. Very technological. But I remember when I started following Benetton, every week I would have to look where the game is on and find out how to bloody watch it. Sometimes the games weren't televised anywhere. Sometimes you'd have to watch the game with Gaelic commentary or Welsh commentary. And that was a disaster. And it became such a mission. And sometimes you'd end up watching a really grainy footage with foreign commentary and you'd still be like, what a result i'm able to watch it so actually i think we're a bit a bit spoiled with the fact that we can watch all the games oh yeah you say spoiled. i mean we're not talking that long ago because you know you we started watching band in what 2018 so we're talking like five, five years. six five years ago really is what we're talking and it kind of blows my mind that this tournament wasn't just on a platform that you could just watch they had like all the games that seems so common sense but weirdly at five years ago it just wasn't so yeah spoiled but also it seems sort of obvious to have it one thing i do like about fireplay is that when you go to click it it always gives you watch live watch from the start and if you click watch from the start it's polite enough not to boot you out when in real time the game's over because itvx during the world cup would boot you out so archaic so archaic and and it wouldn't let you watch a pause live tv yeah and you can pause this yeah. for hours. Yeah, no, this is actually pretty good. You're right, fine. Fine, 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 via play. So it made him mad. They need more half-time analysis, but on balance, all right. Well, worth the money you spend on it, coach? Yeah, reasonable, I guess. But, you know, get, get in touch via play. <laughs> I can, you know, <laughs> I'll, uh, I can, uh, we can... We can do the commentary. Can we? And then they can edit it. (laughs) Actually, yeah, that could work. If you two do the commentary and I go down and interview some players. We'll try it this weekend. We could sell them a little gig there. All right, fine. We're not going to try it this weekend because you two will just be smashed. That's when we're at our best. Peak, (laughs) peak flirts. (laughs) We're like Ocean's... 11. Right. I have no idea what you mean by right. that. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what no, made just... Coach Mad this week. All right. Well, we'll see you in Italy next week, Coach. Not even next week, in a couple of days' time. Yes, I'm going in the morning tomorrow morning and i will see you guys in parma on friday afternoon coach is going on a romantic little road trip by himself you're flying into rome tomorrow morning having a night in rome then up to florence enjoying some tuscan luxuries and then we'll see you in parma on friday friday afternoon why not friday yeah probably lunchtime yeah whatever the train is i don't know whenever they boot me out of the hotel in florence have you booked all of your trains yeah not the trains no i'll do it on the app you don't need to book the trains yeah Mm. I hope the Carbo rugby people aren't there. <laughs> Couldn't stand seeing them again. <laughs> Awful. Are you going to message them? Well, hopefully they'll listen to this and message me because I'm very, very popular and very, very cool. And I just don't message anyone and everyone. Anyway, we're looking forward to it. Get in touch if you're going to be at either the Zabri game where they'll get their first win or the Burnerton game on the Saturday. We'll be at both. We can't wait. 
coach has booked a lovely apartment staying with a chap called Pietro. <laughs> so when you go on when when you go on booking.com and you go to find a place to stay in Treviso, normally you stay in Airbnb, so we're only there for one night. We're going for a hotel. The first one that comes up is just a picture of a guy. <laughs> and it's just this dude called Pietro. And then you look at the pictures of the room and it's just more pictures of this guy. And he lives like three miles outside of Treviso. The room is cheap, though. All the pictures are slightly suspicious. Very, very, very interesting lighting and some interesting angles. And let's just say he, he looks like he's he's going to kill someone. I think it's a joke. I think it's a joke. I think so. I think it's someone's mates put it up there. Uh, I think we should put. Should we put our own one up there? Of you? <laughs> no, not yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Booking.com has let that slide. I think they just haven't clocked onto it. But if you do want to laugh, type in into Booking.com one night in Treviso on Saturday night next week, and unless someone's booked Pietro's room, it should pop up. <laughs> Some stormers, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a fun weekend of rugby, but I'm looking forward to Zebra getting their first win next week. And hopefully, Benetton keeping Manigo a fortress. Absolutely. Right. Well, like, subscribe, rate us five stars. Arrivederci, ciao. See you next week. Plenty of spritz. Ciao. If anyone's there, do let us know. Ciao a tutti. Ciao.